0: everybody and welcome to today's four Ps podcast you know the holiday season is upon us and so are expectations you know we have so many different television shows and commercials and other media outlets and family traditions that really set expectations high for this year and it can cause for a whole lot of unnecessary stress we're going to be back here later on to talk about how to manage that stress here in a minute be right back
1: Do you have the next big thing, that world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit.
0: Hello, and welcome to today's Four P's Podcast. You know, the holiday season is upon us, and we are out shopping and spending money. We are going to have an episode about that here in a minute. Don't worry, not today, but we are going to have one soon. We also are out, you know, thinking about expectations. You know, these these movies that are out right now, and, and even in the past, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, it's not a movie. It's a television show. It's a claymation television show that we watched, where, you know some type of Christmas something comes up and, and, and then everything gets good on Christmas day. And we always try as a society to make sure we live up to that. And living up to that leads to a lot, a lot, a lot of stress. And, you know, I will say that there are a lot of things that happen during this time of year that aren't so joyous. There are, you know, suicides unfortunately because people do not want to be alone for christmas there are family um skirmishes that lead to violent situations because uh it's christmas and it's bad and i think a lot of that has to do with number one not being able to have a level of self-control but number two i think a lot of it has to do with our expectations I was, uh, you know, I, I told you I, I was born into an entrepreneurial family and we had a skating rink. And usually, usually on Christmas, a matter of fact, most of the time on Christmas, I was working even at a young age. I was working on Christmas. We would have uh, all night skates at the skating rink. And literally we would be out working. All of us would be working uh, to make sure that we are. Um, Actually, and it, well, I will say this: it did become a family tradition for people uh, in Buffalo, New York, and a lot of people still talk about those all-night skates when we had on Christmas, and people mm-hmm. would bring their toys and, and and things like that. But as far as Christmas is concerned, I really didn't have any type of Christmas tradition because I worked. Uh, most Christmases. And I mean, even as a young kid, as a teenager as well, uh, I worked uh, on Christmas Day. So Christmas, I really, you know, I, I got gifts. Obviously, I don't want to sit there and say I didn't get anything. but I got a lot for Christmas. There are a couple of great toys that I remember getting for Christmas. And there were some great uh, family situations that happened during Christmas time. But for the most part, I didn't care for Christmas. I don't listen to Christmas music uh, at all. Um, There's two songs that I listen to uh, for Christmas and I really do love these two, actually there's three. Uh, There are three songs that I love for Christmas. One is Band Aid. Uh, It was a song that came out in the 80s and the reason why I liked it because all of the hit musicians of the time uh, were in this, uh, were in this and this was like a precursor to Live Aid uh, with Michael Jackson. But Bob Geldof was his name. He put together all of these English, uh, David Bowie, you know, Boy George, all these guys, all these people that were famous back in the day. Uh, and he put together a great song called Do They Know It's Christmas. Wonderful song. And also another song that I love uh, very much is uh, When My Heart Finds Christmas. And I wish mine would sometimes. But it is uh, by Harry Connick Jr. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. And then the other song is... Um, Oh, um, oh, Holy Night. I love that song. And I was trying to think about it. And there are a couple of renditions of Oh, Holy Night that I absolutely love. I think it is a great, uh, well-put-together song. Other than that, uh, whenever a Christmas song comes on, I mean, you know, like, we're going to just dedicate this whole station for the next 30 days to Christmas music. That is the station I will probably not listen to for a whole 30 days. But I will occasionally, you know, drop in on a Oh, Holy Night. Matter of fact, I will put that in my YouTube uh music list sometimes because i really do like that song the only thing is youtube music is when you put that in your list then when you try to like play random music like a super mix then what happens is now you're getting other christmas music and you got to skip over that and and whatever so it becomes a it becomes a little bit of a hassle but there are you know when i got older uh with with when it comes to christmas when i got older and had kids of my own i really did try to put on the uh christmas thing and um we did have a lot of great christmases together as a family we did not work i did not have my kids work on christmas day they had to pick up all of their wrapped up gifts but are unwrapping uh the wrappings from the gifts but they did not have to work However, we did have a couple of traditions. You know, we had this standard Christmas meal. A couple of times we invited people over uh, for Christmas. I know my mother and my brother came over a couple of times, but that was Christmas uh, in a nutshell. But uh, when my kids got older, uh, that kind of went away because, number one, I wasn't the greatest holiday person in the world uh, by far. And then my kids had other lives to live. And so we kind of like Christmas is just it's you know, if we see each other, we see each other. If not, you know, we know we love each other, not only on December 25th, but on the 26th, all the way to the 24th of the following year, we love each other. So that's fine. And so that's how Christmas is. However, for some other people, Christmas takes a different meaning and the expectations uh, for Christmas is very high. And there's a lot of depression during this time. And we have a guest that is coming up that she's been on the show before, Dr. Deborah Payne. And she uh, is going to talk about how to manage the Christmas season mentally. And we'll be right back right after this.
1: Do you have the next big thing? that world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit.
0: All right, and we're back. And you know, this is the first time I've had a return guest, but I've had a lot of requests to have this individual back on because of her genuineness. And if that's a word, that is a word, right? Genuineness. All right, we're going to use it. If not, we can make one up. I know politicians do it all the time, so we're going to do it as well. How's that sound? (laughs) Okay. We have Dr. Deborah Payne. And today's issue is uh, today's topic is mental health during the holidays. And You know, it is it is always a rough time. Um, And, you know, we always call it a season of joy, but sometimes it is definitely a season of depression. Dr. Payne, thank you. Welcome back to the show. Um, Talk to us a little bit about um, mental health during this time of year.
2: During this time of year. First of all, call me Deb. My clients call me Deb. Good to go, yeah, <laughs> And uh, okay, so mental health during the holidays tends to be an extra challenge. and I was thinking about this as I was preparing to meet with you today, and I think probably the reason why it's so challenging during the holidays is our idea of what the holidays should be. It sort of highlights what we think should be. Mm-hmm. so i I honestly think that it's expectations. You know, we expect that somehow people will come together and they don't always come together. We expect that we'll have, oh, say a good holiday dinner with family. And sometimes that's a mess. It doesn't happen or it happens and there's a big family argument or things don't go as planned. So I think probably the biggest thing would be expectations. And the other thing I was thinking is sometimes we're just alone. You know, there are people who find themselves alone during the holidays, but I'm here to say that there are ways to connect.
0: Mm -hmm. So
2: those are just my thoughts right away.
0: So now what about people who, you know, last year they had, you know, and I'm thinking, I don't know why this is coming to mind, but I'm going to bring it up. Um, You know, Jimmy Carter just lost his wife of 77 years. And you could tell, uh, even from the very beginning, uh, when when the Carters came into our life, you could tell that there was a love and affection there between those two that, um, you know, that a lot of people long for, and now that love is gone. And, And I'm not saying the Carters are the only one that had this, I mean, there are people out there that, you know, they've had. You know, they lost their spouse uh, this year uh, to death, not through divorce, but through death. Or they lost, you know, um, I remember my first uh, Christmas after losing my daughter. uh, It was absolute. it was quiet. Um, It was almost as if we did not even want to celebrate. It was almost a feeling of guilt. Uh, how would how how do people uh that are are going through that situation where they're there's they're they're now experiencing their first Christmas or or Hanukkah or Ramadan after the death of someone they loved very much how would you what would you do or what would you say to those people
2: well first of all it's it's so hard to to experience a a death like that, have a loved one pass, and then face the holidays. I think, I, and, I, and I certainly can relate, um, I had a lovely couple across the street whom I've known my whole entire life pass away this year. One right after the other, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the gentleman died and then his wife died about a couple months later, and my father-in-law also passed a couple weeks ago. So I know it's hard i really do i think the best thing in that situation is to exercise heavy doses of self-compassion and do whatever you need to do to get through the holidays again with the expectations maybe change those a little maybe acknowledge the pain that you're going through and just sit with it because emotions are something that if you if you're willing to face them They can be extremely painful, but they also do dissipate over time. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It makes a lot of sense. Now, and the other thing is, you're talking about expectations. Um, You know, parents, especially younger parents, and this is an era of uh, era of inflation. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just I was uh, read an article uh, a couple days ago where. In order for you to live the same lifestyle you lived in 2021, two years ago, Uh you need $15,000 more than what you made in 2021. So in order to live the same way you lived two years ago, you need $15,000 more. Now, with that being said, we're going into the holidays and I know that you you have parents right now who are trying to be the ultimate and and I hope I'm not uh, killing any uh, feelings for any any young kids but they want to be the ultimate Santa Claus okay and they struggle and that because they can't meet that need and bring that that child the same kind of joy they had when they got GI Joe with a Fu grip back in 1979 they're not given that same feeling. Uh, there is also a level of, of, of either failure or missed expectation or, or even depression. How would you talk to, to parents or how would you get parents to get over that?
2: Maybe just talk to them about how kids, the things that kids truly value, the things that they, that really make them happy is time with their parents and good experiences. You don't have to spend money to have a high quality Christmas. In fact, I don't don't know about you, but there have been Christmases maybe where I got everything I wanted and things weren't going well with relationships. Mm -hmm. And those aren't my memories of the happiest Christmas. And I know we're talking about kids here, but kids are incredibly wise human beings. You don't, I mean, you can talk to them at a, depending on the age, of course, at a pretty realistic level and just tell them that, you know, it's it's not GI Joe with Kung Fu grip, whatever the equivalent of it nowadays is impossible this year and they'll be okay.
0: I will say this right now: the equivalent to GI Joe, the Conqueror grip, is probably way more expensive today than it was, <laughs> you know, back then. I saw it, and and I, I really did, and I hate to say this, I'm, I'm I'll be I'll be 53 years old soon, but I saw a um, it's an Oculus thing where you put it on your your it's like a virtual reality type thing oh. where oh and you can play games on it, and I'm like, you know what? this could really do well in me passing time during the day, right? I uh-huh. pulled up the price. I'm like, you know, one day it will really do well in me passing time. But <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not the day. I think it was like $379 for a, a pair of goggles. I was like, uh, maybe not. I don't know. But yeah. um, but so with that, okay, so you, you're you're talking about, you know, and, and again, like it's it's almost TV and the television the, the television shows, all the things that we watch, the books that we see, the movies that we watch always want us to have that perfect Christmas. There was a movie, and I and I and I only watch two Christmas movies. Only watch two Christmas movies every year, and I mean they're the same two movies. I know them word by word. I watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think that is awesome. And the older I get, the more I relate to Griswold, uh, Clark Griswold, than I do anybody else on the on the show. And awesome. then the other one is is A Christmas Story. Uh, I like the one uh, with uh, Patrick Stewart the best. He does the great. Uh, he is a great Ebenezer Scrooge, but even in those stories, you know, you know, when you look at, um, uh, national Lampoon's Christmas vacation. obviously everything is a mess. everything gets destroyed. You got windows breaking, trees catching fire. you've got you've got a uh, um, you've got a, a, a really bad uh, cousin who actually dumps his uh, septic tank of his RV in the front yard in the front in the sewer of, of, of your house and and causes massive chaos throughout the um, throughout the, the neighborhood. But even at the end of all of that chaotic mess, there's a great christmas at the end and so you were talking about expectations so when we look at december 25th we look at regardless of what and and, it, and this is what society tells us well regardless of all the chaos regardless of what's going on regardless of how mean you are like in the in the case of um of uh the scrooge you know on december 25th everything changes and oh, good point we know in reality that is definitely not the case, how do you, and I don't know if, I mean, how do you set that expectation? How do you set a real expectation and a real baseline of what December 25th is supposed to look like?
2: I think maybe just do the best you can you know, not everything, as we know, it doesn't, it's not like the movies or sitcom. Nothing wraps up into a happily ever after or seldom does it. So just do the best with what you have.
0: Right. Absolutely.
2: Um, yeah. Hey, I love the equation. Oh, I'm sorry. I no, interrupt. go ahead. I love the equation. Happiness equals reality minus expectations.
0: That is a great uh, equation. Happiness minus Reality.
2: Happiness equals... Equals. Reality minus expectations.
0: Okay. Can you get a little deeper in that? What does that mean?
2: Well, you want to accept what your real circumstances are. If you've just lost a loved one, for example, you're probably not... Maybe you don't want to put up a Christmas tree that year. Or maybe you don't... You know, if you're struggling for money and you can't buy an Oculus, well, then that's real, but let's just accept what there is and work from there. Because when we do that, I think we really become effective. You know, there's, there's the notion of radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is just accepting reality. Really, and you don't have to agree with reality. You don't have to like reality. You don't have to do anything. And it's not diminishing your pain at all. You're, you're not minimizing your pain, but what you're doing is just accepting your circumstances and working from there. Because quite frankly, when you argue with reality, you lose. Right. I think that's a Byron Katie quote, when if you argue with reality, you lose 100% of the time.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, like I said, I I love having you on the show. I love how you put and, and you take real life situations and sometimes situations that are beyond our control, but you put it in a you put it in a not that we can control that situation, but you put it in a way where we are able to manage that situation. Yeah, and I mean that, and 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 I I love how you do that, and really, like I said, uh, I love how you know make ex you you have to accept the reality, uh, regardless if it's good or bad, and you really do you have to accept reality mm-hmm. because reality is is never going to change, and once you start fighting reality, not only do you lose, there's there are other things that can happen to you once you know you stop accepting reality, uh, and and you don't want to go down that road at all. Deb, thank you so so much for your time. I hope you have a great holiday. I know it's out. You're out there in, in Utah. I know it's going to be cold, regardless, because it's it is Utah. Uh, yeah. You know, here in North Carolina, sometimes um, it is warm. I'm trying to remember what happened last Christmas, but I don't even re- remember what happened last week most of the time. So it was probably. I know it wasn't any. There was no snow. As a matter of fact, it did not snow one drop where I lived. Uh, here in North Carolina last year. That was the first time since I lived out in California that I experienced the entire winter without one flurry of snow. I know you can't say that, so that's <laughs> <I know>. okay. <laughs> you probably can go into July and say, I remember a couple of Julys where it snows. So.
2: Yeah, probably if I think back far enough. <laughs> Very
0: good. Well, thank you so much, Deb. We'll oh. be right back after this. Thanks. Do you have the next big thing?
1: that world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit.
0: I hope you liked Deb Payne's interview today. I will say that you know, with her, she really does. And I'm not saying this in a in a in a, a weird way, but I'm saying that you know, we as as human beings, we think so deep on a whole bunch of stuff. You know, we like overthink stuff. And what I love about Deb and her approach to mental health is she simplifies, she simplifies. There are certain things that we we just can't control. There's certain things that we can't do. There's certain expectations, and I love that word, that we just will not meet. I don't care what we do, we're not gonna meet it. And she really does take it and she simplifies. And the funny thing is, is as we're talking about uh, expectations and simplifying and doing things, we're going to actually talk to somebody right after the break. We're going to talk to Bridget Gossett. Now, she's been on our show before. She is a phenomenal, phenomenal musician. She uh, is just great. She's in the Asheville uh, area. Uh, she has toured. She has done so many things. Uh, her music is, is just fantastic. And she has a song that just got released uh, last week. And the song that was released is called Not Today. And the funny thing about this song, this is somebody who comes to the realization, she must have been talking to Dr. Deb Payne, because what she does is she comes to the realization that, hey, you know, one day I'm going to meet some expectations, but there are certain things outside of my control. So that's one day, but it's not today, you know, and it's a great song. Song is titled Not Today. We're going to talk to her a little bit. We're going to almost get a little philosophical uh, with Bridget today. Uh, We'll be right back after these messages.
1: Do you have the next big thing? that world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit.
0: And welcome back. You know, today has been a day where we have had returning guests. And today I have a special musical guest who has been on here before. She came out and blessed the audience with her song, Sell Everything, just a couple of months ago. She has a new release. Her name is Bridget Gossett. Bridget, welcome back to the show. And how have you been doing since the last time we spoke?
3: Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Um, Glad to be here. Had a great time the first time. And I've been doing well since we last spoke, Um, continuing to work and write and
0: yeah, doing the thing. Fantastic. I know that you've been uh, doing a lot of live shows lately. Now you came out with a brand new song. Tell us a lot about this song. Don't even tell us a little bit, tell us a lot. All right, thanks
3: yeah it's um it's called not today um i started writing it end of last year mm-hmm. and started putting it together and um started playing it out and it had such a great response i i was really surprised by the response because you know it's kind of a simple song but those are the ones that everyone can relate to mm-hmm. um so it's called not today um parentheses one day i'll get my shit together parentheses um and so and it's a true story uh every every lyric is, is something that really happened last year um
0: tell mm-hmm. us the story tell us a little bit of the story
3: yeah so the opening line is it's the 4th of june and i'm 50 short on my rent you know that was due on the 1st um and then um i wrecked my brand new car 3 times in the last 2 days mm. Uh, and then nobody's calling. So I'm not checking my phone. That's all right. I'm probably better here alone. One day I'll get my shit together, but not today.
0: That is awesome. And, and I hate to say, I'm I'm saying that it's awesome. The lyrics are actually, I know that you're going back and reliving something. So that part is not awesome. But what I'm saying is awesome is most, when people relate to music, they relate to music that they live. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I was growing up as a kid, my father used to always listen. We'd drive, we'd be driving cross country or something like that. And my father would put in like, there were four, like, cause I'm gonna talk about whole those. There were four eight tracks, eight tracks, all right? Oh put in eight tracks. And the worst thing about an eight track is you would get into a song and then it would stop. It'd go to the next track before you get <laughs> back into the song again. I used to hate eight tracks. Cause there, if you got a song in the middle, you couldn't hear the whole song because it'd have to go, it'd be on track one and you'd be jamming and getting into it. Then all of a sudden you had to wait for like 30, 40 seconds for it to go back on track two for it to come back. It was awful. Yeah. Eight tracks were bad. And now now I really sound old because I'm explaining to a musician, what tracks are all about. Well, I I
3: remember seeing them, but I have to admit, I just now realized I didn't know how they worked
0: until they were awful they were absolutely awful um i actually had the star wars when i was a kid i actually had the star wars soundtrack on eight track and uh I, I, it's funny i don't know why i actually do know why i remember this the empire theme you know the da, 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 yes. da, okay that song was actually broken up between track two and track three and you couldn't you know you'd be sitting there playing like star wars with your friends and then the, the stuff would stop you know so it was horrible yeah, great anyway,
3: character to get to the next song.
0: Absolutely. So, but <laughs> anyway, with with his song with uh with uh what I'm go- well, I was getting back to, I went off on a severe tangent, there, <laughs> but what I was getting back to is my dad used to listen to the blues, and he would listen to Ray Charles blues, Ray Charles. He listened to other people that, and I as I get older, I forget who they were. And I was like, Dad, you know, why are you listening to this depressing stuff, man? You know. And one day, my dad says, "You will understand one day." and why do I see myself driving? I listen to like the blues. I listen to jazz. I listen to some songs that, you know, one of my favorite songs is by a group called Simply Red and it's called money's too tight to mention. And in the Mm. the beginning of the song is I was laid off from work. My rent is due. My kids all need brand new shoes. And I'm like, that's, that's, I tell you, and then he went to his brother. His brother didn't have any money. He went to his dad. His dad didn't have any money. And then the the chorus is money's too tight to mention. And so when, you know, when you talk about the beginning of your song and you, you know, and and number one, not only that, because I've heard the song, it's a great song. The feeling that you have in that song. It actually parlays because, you know, we're we're living in a time right now where there's a lot of people, a lot of people in the audience, as a matter of fact, that are fifty dollars short on their rent right now. And um, it is uh, it is definitely a song that people want to hear. And so you wrote the song um, and you have you been you've been getting a good response for this song so far. huh?
3: I really have. um, When I play it live by the time I get halfway through the song, people are singing the chorus with me, you know, not today. And that's the best feeling in the world. And I love the bridge at the end. I really love because the song is kind of lighthearted feel, you know, of like, you know, oh, well, like, you know, it's this, oh, well, like evidently one day I'll get my shit together, but not today. But the core or the bridge says, um, the truth is I'm always waiting for the bottom to fall out anyway. The truth is i'm not real sure what you all care so much about anyway you know yeah. but one day i'll get my shit together sure you know
0: absolutely and, again, and so
3: right. it's that it's that thing that i think a lot of us don't admit of like you know you know why i don't try because i'm afraid it's all gonna fail
0: anyway mm-hmm. you know yeah and and you yeah. know and and I and a lot of people, you know, they need to hear that. They need to hear that, you know, you they're 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 not alone in this journey. And um and it's funny, we a lot of times we go out there and we're trying to impress somebody who's never gonna be impressed. Mm. Mm. You know, cool. we absolutely try to impress somebody who's never gonna be impressed. And 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 but the thing is is we get up every day trying to do it. Yes. we don't know who that person is. Uh, we yes. don't know, you know, are we trying to impress society? Are we trying to impress this? And and I love that not today. And I love the fact that you are resigned to the fact in the, in this in the song where it's like, you know, you know, one day I'm going to do it, but you know. Um, yeah,
3: yeah. That's a great, that's a great, uh, you know, thought to bring into this about who we're trying to impress. Mm-hmm. That does really go right along with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times People might think we don't have our stuff together, uh, when really we're doing exactly what we want to do. You know, that's 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 kind of the feel of the song, too, is like, you know, everybody's always telling me to get my shit together, but here I am over here, like feeling okay, you mm-hmm. know?
0: Yeah. Exactly. And that's and, and that almost goes back to the four P's, living your purpose. Because it is your purpose. You have to be happy with what you do. You know, and and, and, yes. and there's a lot of times that we, um, there are a lot of people out there that, on their 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 diet their deathbed, they sit there and say, "I wish I would have done this, but I was so busy trying to make sure that everybody else knew, you know Absolutely. what I was doing." You know, a lot of people when you talk about getting your shit together. You know, some people sit there and talk about this is how you have it together. You have a beautiful house. You're driving in an Audi. You're driving a, a, a Mercedes Benz and a Lexus, and that's when your shit is totally together. But it's absolutely not because right now you're leveraged to the hill. Ooh. You know, I there was a com- there was a place, and I'm not going to tell you the community. Uh-huh. But when I was a Navy recruiter, I went to this very wealthy community. Uh, And again, like I said, I'm not going to give the name of it because I don't want to dog the community out. And in this community, kid you not, and this is back in the early 2000s. So when I give this number today, if I give this number out, this is a one bedroom shack. But back when I when you when I say seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar homes back in the early 2000s, we're talking huge homes. And I went to this home one day and to uh, enlist this guy or, or to talk to this guy about enlisting in the Navy. And I walk in and I, I drive to the house, the front yard is immaculate. I mean the 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 yard, there's no weeds in the yard, the the it's it's manicured lawn, the the there's a rock garden and all this other stuff. And they got their shit together. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't <laughs> because when you on the outside they did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I went into this house, there were two rooms. Right. And this is a, this is a huge, I bet you it was probably four or five bedrooms, maybe upstairs. It had a downstairs. It had a, a, and it had a beautiful open room, but there were two rooms and there were rooms that were in the very front of the house that had no furniture in it.
4: Mm.
0: Zero furniture.
4: All right. Mm. There
0: were only certain firms. And so, you know, I, um, I don't know what possessed me to do this, but we, I, I was taking the kid that wanted to join the Navy. We were going somewhere to take a test or something like that. And I forgot. And, um, the kid said, I saw you looking at the rooms. I'm like, mm. yeah, I, I was looking. He goes, do you want to know why those rooms are empty? I'm like, if you want to tell me, I guess, you know, and he goes, he goes, well, my parents spent all their money. On their cars, and they don't have enough money to furnish those rooms. He goes, To be honest with you, I am probably worse off than a lot of kids that live in the inner city. He goes, Whoa. That's why he goes, that's why I'm joining the Navy. And Whoa. I was stunned. So, like you said, you know, sometimes wow. it looks like we have our shit together, but we so really sure, surely do not. There are so many things going inside, you know, that, that really do that. And that's not only just that's not only just, and I love how your this song is because this song can go everywhere. But yeah. you know, there are um, that's not, it's not only just, just financial. It's not just financial. Yeah, it's, it's spiritual. It's emotional. It's it's physical. You know, it, it's all these things. And there's never, there's always someone to tell you that you're
3: lacking in any of those areas. Absolutely. You know,
0: yeah. yeah. And and sometimes we try to put that front facade, make sure that looks really good. That's Just right. so, yeah, and inside we're 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 dying. and and, um, you know, and it's funny that, you know, being a musician, the very last photo of David Bowie. did you ever see the last photo of David Bowie? I don't know that I'm aware that if I did, Okay, they have the last photo. I mean, seriously, this was taken hours before he passed. And mm-hmm. you would think that this is a man dying of, of cancer. Uh, he, You would think that he looked awful. You'd think that he would be gaunt. You would think that he's like in a bed, mouth open. And, and you know what you would picture somebody dying of cancer would look like. The last picture of David Bowie, he is wearing an elegant, tailored, two-piece suit with a fedora. He is looking – seriously – I would love to look like that. But lo lo and behold, just a couple hours later, literally a couple hours later, he died of cancer. But remember, that front, I mean, he looked like he had his shit together. Wow. But he was dead. Wow. And so I I love how we're having this conversation. I love the new song. And we can get philosophical all day long. A lot of people are probably like, a lot of people in the audience like, dude, I just want to hear the song. So I'm sorry. We're gonna go in and we're gonna hook it up. Bridget, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can we see you here in the next couple of weeks? Anywhere? Thank you. Thank you so
3: much. Yes. Um Saturday I'll be in Bryson City. Excellent. Um I'm sorry, I don't know dates right now. Um at okay. C- or, I'm sorry, this Saturday I'll be at Salty's in Maggie Valley. Or no. I'm sorry, Travis, my calendar, the other things. Um, Yeah, I am gonna be in Bryson City Saturday at CJ's Grill. And then uh, the 15th and 16th, I'll be in Maggie Valley and Bryson City
0: um, also. So I would love to see people. Fantastic, we would love to see you too. Please go out, see Bridget. Also, please go online. I know that all of my audience throughout the country and throughout North America, please download, where can we get your song? everywhere everywhere Anywhere. Spotify yes. Amazon yes absolutely please download the song get the song it is a great song it's called not today uh, Bridget thank you for being on the show I'm gonna tell you right now as long as she writes music she will be on this show very often I can promise yeah. you that you have a great day and we are like I said we always close our songs we always close our shows out with the songs of our musician, our featured musician. And we've already closed one out with Bridget, but we're gonna close out again. She's probably gonna have our theme song here pretty soon. I'm just trying to tell you, trying to put that out there. All right, we'll be back right (laughs) after this. You're welcome. Do you have the next big thing? That world-changing whatchamacallit?
1: Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com and remember, you're not everywhere unless you're webinit.
0: Welcome back. And I will say this out of that great interview that I had with Bridget today, one thing that I am um, kind of hurt uh, by uh, right now, and and I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying this jokingly or not, but um, I'm old. Uh, the reason why I know I'm old is because I had to explain to somebody, a musician of all people, what an eight track tape and how they actually worked. And um, man, I, I, am, I am getting up there. I love the interview I had with Bridget today. Uh, regardless of how old I am, I'm still young at heart. Uh, a lot of people would even gather to say that even though I am 52, I act like I'm 12. So there you go. I am very young or immature. It all depends on how you look at it. I'm going to look at it as young because remember, we are all about positive thinking on the Four Ps podcast. The Hope the Holiday uh, um episode was great for you uh one thing and I, i'm going back thinking about uh music and how how it is so uh it means so much i remember going on trips uh um, over the road long road trips with my dad and he would have two eight tracks and then yes he did he he, he went up to cassettes and a matter, i don't know i don't think he ever had a car with a cd player in it i know he had cds because he had a cd player in the house but Uh, I remember when we would go on the road, he had two CDs. Uh, One was Frank Sinatra's Greatest Hits, and we heard that so many times. I know every song of Frank Sinatra, at least the ones on the Greatest Hits, by heart. And then he also had Aretha Franklin, and he loved Aretha Franklin. He also had... um, uh, Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack. And those are three CD or not CDs, I'm sorry, cassettes or eight tracks, depending on what it was, that were played constantly. I knew that I was going to hear those songs if I was in the car on an over the road trip with my father. And we would hear that CD or that, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep on saying CD. We heard that Cassette or eight-track over and over and over again. And if we were on a nine-hour drive or a ten-hour drive, we probably heard that cassette or or eight-track maybe three times. It was unbelievable. Then on the way back home, we would hear like Frank Sinatra, and there were a couple songs that were on there. And I and I and I as I as I get older, I realize how we as a society how we take music we relate to music and music is almost a thinking. Uh, um, it's a way to help us think. Uh, it is a way to help us vent. Uh, for example, if you, we, you heard the story behind the song, not today, and Bridget was just venting. She was venting what was going on uh, in her life at that time. And this is how it came out. And, you know, I am not musically inclined. I love music. I love it to death. But I will say that when I listen to music, it that's what I do. I listen to it for a couple things. When I work out, I have a certain type of music I work out to. When I am driving in the car, uh, there's a certain type of music I listen to. Uh, yes, I am getting more and more into podcasts. You know, the funny thing is I listen to my podcast sometimes and I don't listen to it for I don't. I listen to it because I really want to make sure that i i am giving the content and I have to come uh, come to the podcast as an as a, as an audience member but when listening to this music you know it does help me think and I come up with ideas i I kind of um walk through scenarios that are going on in my life by listening to music. And it's it's a great tool. It's a great piece of therapy. And talking about therapy, again, like I said, I hope you uh, thoroughly enjoyed the um, Dr. Payne interview and how she, you know, just, you know, these, these are the holidays. It's a great time. Remember, family's important. Uh, the people that you love is important. You know, uh, make sure you love them. You don't have to spend a whole bunch of money on them. Don't, because you probably don't have it right now. Uh, This is, uh, you know, we we have other things that we could do. I would rather, you know, uh, even with my grandkids now, you know, I don't buy them toys anymore. Uh, I buy them savings bonds. You know, to that toy that I buy a two-year-old or a three-year-old or even a nine or 10-year-old, ten, ten um, those toys, after a couple of months, maybe a year in certain cases, those toys fade away. They have, are no use. They go right to the um, uh, Goodwill or wherever, trash, if, if you're dealing with a kid that's rough on his toys. But I buy my kids savings mods because one day, maybe after I'm long gone, don't know this. One day that savings bond is going to help them maybe make a down payment out of the house, maybe help them move out and go somewhere. I know that my grandparents used to give me savings bonds. And after my grandfather passed away, he was helping me uh, with rent and all those other things back in the day, back in the nineties. And so it was because of those savings bonds. And this is, like I said, this is long after he was gone. He was still helping me, and I'd rather put some money away, something for their future, as opposed to something for their immediate need. And you know what? You drop twenty-five dollars on a savings bond, and let them sit on it for a couple of years. You know, when they're when they're older, uh, that will be worth something. I don't know with inflation. Hopefully, the the inflation rate slows down a little bit, and it truly is worth something. You know? Um, could you imagine back? You know, you know, you have little kids walking around money here in a couple of years from now. It's a hundred dollars, and it's still not enough to even make a phone call. But I hope that's not the case um, in in my lifetime we will be back next week we have a very interesting uh a sh- a couple shows next week uh one will be about holiday finance uh we're going to be talking about not only how to spend during the holidays but we will also be talking about how to look towards 2024 which is just a few weeks away how to look uh forward towards investing for the future even in this time of 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 inflation and 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 rising everything uh we are going to talk about how to invest and make sure that you are well prepared for the future and you want to start Now We're going to be doing a lot of self-improvement, a lot of self-thinking shows here in the next weeks. We're going to be kind of slowing down a little bit. Uh, It is the holiday season. I want you to uh, uh, make sure that you are enjoying time with your family. Uh, I know I'm going to enjoy some time with my family. I know one thing that I am really looking forward to at the end of this year is uh, my son and I are going to uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, New England Patriots game. And I'm going to tell you, I got the tickets already and the bills man i'm telling you they this better be a a game where you know we're not just going to the game this better be a game that means something in other words you know playoff playoff playoffs you know that's what that's that's the bottom line you know uh we're not playoff caliber we need to be championship caliber and right now i'll just be happy to get the seventh seat but we'll talk to you next week bye bye
4: To 4th of June, yeah. I'm 50 short on my red. I wrecked my car three times in the last two days. Nobody's calling, so I'm not checking my phone. That's alright, I'm probably better here on my own. Yeah, one day I'll get my shit together, one day I'll get my shit together, one day I'll give a shit, not today, I had Checking my phone. That too much, She's probably better than Ron. Hey!